I can tell who's on the way out. 25 shows, check the payout. I ain't going home, I'ma stay out. Motherfuckers hate you when they looking for a way out. I just sit back and let it play out. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness, The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. And now we have a special end of the year segment, uh, which is our tribute to our provost, Dr. David McKinney. For those of you that are unaware, we lost Dr. McKinney recently. He was a great man, quite a leader, and he was so ingrained in our society and culture that is Westcliff. He is greatly missed. And I have actually, Sean, a funny story about Dr. McKinney. You know, before we moved to the new campus, on our old campus, the coach's office was directly across the hall from Dr. McKinney's office. And so my desk faced the door. So he would, on occasion, open the door and he would walk in or he would be looking for someone. And so I remember this quite well. It was a late afternoon. He walked in. It was in the middle of the summer. He walked in. Now, not this summer. I should say summer of 2019. Uh, He looked at me and I was the only one in there. And he said, can you come to my office, please? And I thought, oh, my gosh, what did I do wrong? I've only been I've only been here a couple of months. So I walk into his office and he's standing there and he looks up at me and he says, would you like to go to the Angel game? <laughs> and, and I thought immediately, okay, I'm going to get in that beat up old truck. Remember that truck that he used to drive? Right. Yeah. And, and he and I are going to the Angel game. And I, there, I'm the baseball coach. So there's only one right answer here. And I said, of course, when do we leave? He said, oh, I'm not going. You're going. We had a vendor that we were trying to do some business with at Angel Stadium and they had a suite. And so I went there as his guest and I spent the whole night there talking with our with our vendors, uh, enjoying the uh, the atmosphere of the suite. And it was just kind of funny because I didn't know him very well, but I thought he was inviting me to the Angel game. <laughs> he, he decided he wasn't going to go. I was going in his place. Right. So it was it was very nice that the first person, as far as I could tell, that he thought of to take his place was myself. Well, you know what, um, Sherm, I just want to let you know how uh, profound that was because Dr. McKinney, you know, David McKinney, you know, he was the heart and soul of Westcliff, you know, so he really cared about the university. So for him to ask you to represent the university in that capacity was huge because, mm-hmm. you know, I can remember when we first got our Under Armour deal, we got the UA deal, and right. he was very, very concerned about Under Armour diminishing our brand at Westcliff. And really? Yeah, he, I mean, that's how near huh. and dear it was, right? He, he wanted to make sure, sure. that it was good because this was during the time frame when uh, UA had gotten a little bit of trouble as far as some racial backlash, right. you know, kind of representing right. some of the things that kind of spawned off of Trumpism and everything else, right? So right. they wasn't looking positively in the community, you know, and in the light at the time. But when I told them that they're big when I told Dr. McKinney that their big their biggest star right now was Steph Curry, right? He was like, No, I can line up with Steph Curry, you know. Like he knew <laughs> Steph was about the right things and then he immediately told me we need to get Steph Curry to Westcliff. You know, that was one thing he immediately asked me to do. And I've been really working really, really hard on the back scenes of getting some people who know Steph 
to have Steph at least reach out and um, say something on the behalf of Westcliff, you know, to try to honor the memory of Dr. McKinney. Who, yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, and you know, many people don't know he was a soccer coach for a, a long period of time. He was an actual ref for a long period of time, and he actually, you know, made sure that athletics was a part of his kids' life as well. And I learned that in his celebration so much mm-hmm. that their kid their kids wasn't going to be able to play varsity soccer because the school didn't have a varsity soccer. And he was instrumental in making sure that varsity competition was at his kid's high school. He pretty much spearheaded that thing. And mm-hmm. that's how much he cared about athletics. You know, his vision and passion and commitment just really defined everything that he did. And how much he cared for the university and for athletics, for everybody that was here, you know, that was under the umbrella of Westcliff University for the last 10 years, 11 years that he's been here. Um, he made you feel like it was family. He made you feel like it was home. Um, he was my mentor, um, so I would get daily or sometimes weekly or sometimes it would be months in between, but articles regarding esports and everything else. And he was just so happy for, for what we were doing and one of my best moments was when he just told me how impressed and how proud he was of of me um, running or operating athletics and how I was the right person and the right fit. Like he was the one that interviewed me first at Westcliff University, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was my first um, impression of Westcliff University, and right. I was thankful, you know, to be interviewed by him and to be a part of that process and what we continue to do daily to honor his legacy so he's truly truly going to be missed but he's going to be with mm-hmm. us in our hearts um, he was dedicated to the students from the academia side of things you know um, and, and also in the athletic side and another story I have is we recruited a kid from Fallbrook um, you know that was the city that Dr. McKinney stayed in and um, yeah down towards San Diego yeah yeah right in between mm-hmm. it's only like 10 minutes from me you know, he, yeah. he um, you know, first and foremost, he drove, you know, about two hours a day, you know, hour and a half, you know, three hours a day, you know, and because I, I do that same drive just the opposite way. And mm-hmm. um, it's taxing on your body, man. And he would put in the time and he was the first person that I would see in the morning for the most part. And, um, you know, we will always talk about the drive and talk about life and talk about what's going on. And he was thoroughly excited about everything and he loved our pep rallies he was the first one cheering it on but to come back to the story of this recruit that we had from Fallbrook he wanted to know his to get his contact information and the day before he passed away he sent the most eloquent beautiful um, email to that recruit and their family um, passing on his phone number and extending the warm greetings as only he could do you know, and mm. it was truly heart touching. And then, you know, just a day later, you know, God called him home. But mm. um, so, and you know, and I talked to him through email, you know, but I just thought that it was such amazing for him to care so much and to breathe Westcliff the way he did. And he is the reason why I was able to turn around the culture in Westcliff Athletics because I would have um, 
just general conversations with him about life and about where the university's going. And then it allowed me to kind of uh, take some bookmarks and come back and really try to configure um, some things that will work for athletics based off the culture that was already established at Westcliff so we can uh, mm-hmm. integrate athletics the right way. And if I didn't have sure. those conversations and if he didn't open up to me in some moments that I would never share with anyone else on some things, I would not been able to streamline the culture of the five C's the way that I was able to do it. And, and, and it mm-hmm. came from him just being a genuine human being and wanted to see the best for me and actually um, wanted to let me know the straight talk, you know, because sometimes you have mm-hmm. political talk, you know, we know that at work and then you have what keeps the lights on. And, and we were having conversations on what keeps the lights on. And he was all about diversity and inclusion. We aligned up about that. Um, he had a blended family. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I'm an African-American. I'm a black man. It's different challenges. It's different plights. And he could identify and he cared. And uh, he allowed me to uh, transpose the athletic department in such a way that um, many couldn't imagine. And, and we're still running with that. So um, I haven't mentioned this to anybody, Sharon, but we will have, um, we will dedicate the 2021 season to Dr. McKinney's in honor of his memory. Yeah, so we yeah. will have a week where it'll be Dr. McKinney week in every one of our sports, and we'll pick that week. And um, that'll be the week where we remember everything that he was about and, and, and how brilliant he was. Um, and we just want to continue to carry the mantle, especially in soccer, because that was his. That was his sport. That yeah. was his sport. Mm-hmm. That's you know I love that idea. And Westcliff is Westcliff, where we are now because of Dr. McKinney, with his vision and foresight. And you know one of the things that he used to do that went overlooked. He did a lot of little things. Um, when the holidays would come up or any major uh, event of note, he would always email everybody the history of it. Yep. Do you remember getting those Absolutely. emails? Yeah. And why yeah. it was significant, right? Mm-hmm. And some of those things were challenging, right? Out of the box thinking, right? right. And, and the meaning and why it was important and the sacrifices and, and, and those things. And, 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 you know, he didn't have a problem with making people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He was unapologetic for the, for the facts. He was unapologetic about it. He was filled with passion. I mean, we really connected on a lot of different um, levels, you know, but to have him as a mentor and, um, you know, the first thing was like when I asked him, I said, hey, Dr. McKinney, can you be my mentor? He was like, what you need me for? You're doing good. Maybe I need something mm-hmm. for you. Is just how humble he was. But truly, yeah. um, we did think opposite in some things where it came to business where um, there were deficiencies in my leadership that I needed to get from him and just to see it from a different way. And, and I'm sure that iron sharpened iron at some point in some things. But, you know, I was truly honored that he accepted me as a mentee. And um, and I'm mm-hmm. truly going to miss our um, conversations and, and I'm truly going to miss, you know, some of the guidance that only he could have brought to Westcliff. And, and, but, you know, we have a, another leader that's coming behind him who I think he would approve of, and, and, and Dr. Chancho, who's our right. new um, chief academic officer, and I know she's going to do well in taking that mantle and keeping it moving. But, man, my heart is sad and, and empty. And um, 
it's never going to be anyone to replace him. So this part is always carved out for him. But we're going to continue to honor his memory as we best can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gone but never forgotten. A great man, a great leader, our provost, Dr. David McKinney. Hey, and we have another great podcast for you today. Always excited to debate the issues with you, Sean. So uh, looking forward to a great one today. We've got a lot more coming up and some interesting points to make today. But before we get to that, have to tell you about some fun, fast sports facts. Now, here's one that I can really get behind, literally. Since 1992, Finland, again, we're going to Finland, has hosted the official Wife Carrying World Championships. Have you ever seen that, Sean? Have you ever seen it on television? No. Okay. Um, this is going to be interesting. Okay, I have. In the competition, men carry their wives as fast as possible over a long obstacle course. And in the end, the winner receives his wife's weight in beer. Now, I'm assuming we have some married athletes at Westcliff. So we're, we're going to have to get a team together because if you've not seen this, I've, I've seen it a few times. Usually the men that are carrying the wives are quite huge. I mean, very muscular and, and large. And the ladies are petite, so it's easier for them to carry. But there is a technique to this. The women hop on the back of their husbands upside down. So the ladies wrap their legs around the husband's neck and their heads are down toward their husband's back end. So it's just like he's carrying a backpack, basically. And the obstacle course is through water and over jumps and everything. And and there's a competition for the last 28 years, the World Wife Carrying Championships. I've even seen the highlights on ESPN. So can we start advertising for a, care, a wife carrying team? <laughs> sure. We in Cali. Somebody will sue us. You know that. <laughs> That's We're a sue happy state. You know that. Uh, I know that. But it just the visual is great. I mean, I've seen Man, it before. Man, the visual... Man, I mean, I'm I'm not even going to touch this. Finland, <laughs> Finland is very brave. There. Yeah, they they very brave. Mm-hmm. Um, got some. They very brave. Yeah, they are. But I, I'm just glad that uh, my wife is not trying to carry me because uh, <laughs> she wouldn't make it. But but she's in great shape, so I wouldn't have any trouble carrying her. But um, her carrying me, oh, she'd be in she'd be in trouble. <laughs> Uh, she would definitely the vis- be in The visual is great. I can't get it out of my oh, mind. Oh, you don't even want that visual. <laughs> you don't even want that visual. It's like a puppy, you know, trying to carry a two-ton ele- elephant. Come on. That wouldn't be good. That's funny. It wouldn't be good for her. All right. I got a, so, I got a couple others. Now, this one I, is pretty interesting. Uh, we don't have an archery team, and I don't know if it's a big NAIA sport or how many other universities have it, but archer Matt Stutzman holds the world record for the longest shot with a bow and arrow under Olympic conditions. He hit his mark at a distance of 930 feet. But what makes this so special is the fact that due to a disability, Matt Stutzman has no arms and therefore uses the bow and arrow with his feet, which is, yeah. I got a picture of it up. I've seen it. I'm looking at it. I still don't believe it. Hard to to believe. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Yes. N- number one, I mean, just the yards and distance. That's over three football fields. Now, what I don't understand is what they consider Olympic conditions because I don't know why they even, even say that. I mean, wh- what's the Olympic conditions? That, uh, yeah. what, what is That's that? That's a good question. Uh, maybe like a, san- uh, a sanctioned event as opposed to just 
uh, a club team or something like that? All I'm saying is I don't care what conditions it is. I mean, if you don't have no arms, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying, and you're still able to perform a bow and arrow because it's not easy. I don't know if you've ever been bow hunting. Not, I've shot an arrow. I've shot skill. a bow and arrow. Not any time recently, but I did when I was a kid. I mean, I know you're not the green arrow or anything, but you don't know about the green <laughs> arrow. But, um, you don't got those type of skills. But, I mean, you know, this is just unbelievable. If you think about the torque and all the stuff oh, yeah. you got to do, the flexibility. Yeah. and Man, um, it's crazy. I, I can't even imagine Okay, that. now, while we're talking the Olympics, I want to bring up a point about the upcoming Olympics in 2024. There are plenty of sports that have been discontinued. As an example, baseball for 2024 will not be an Olympic sport. However... How are you feeling about this? Well, you sound like you feel type, some type of way. Uh, yeah, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little um, concerned, I guess you might say. When a sport like baseball... And I, I'm I'm really gonna not generalize or cast aspersions on you. You are generalizing wait, 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 wait. already. I know, Anytime but, you put that premise up, here, that means you're about to do okay, it. Okay, here's my thing though. One of the new Olympic sports for 2024 is break dancing. So we have Oh, you don't know about no turbo and ozone? <laughs> so we have You know what I'm saying? So we have no baseball, but now we have the new sport of break dancing. Oh, so you I mean listen, man, it's a cultural thing, is man. Is break dancing a sport? Hey, Okay, try to break dance. You know how to windmill? I don't. You don't even know what I'm talking I'm, about. You ain't no b-boy. You ain't no b-boy. You don't know what I'm talking trust about me, right I now. I know a little bit more hey, about it about, than you how think. About go, how about go educate yourself about this? Hey, man? I saw Flashdance. Oh, <laughs> flash dance. Dance. oh, you kidding me? Oh, you but kidding that's where breakdancing started, wasn't no, it? Flash dance? No, no. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, oh, my God. I'm not even going to respond, man. Go do some homework. <laughs> okay. Hey, once again, early in the show, I got to pull your card. Oh my gosh! So you got to earn your card. I know, back but today. when when did breakdancing nah. get the sport? Oh my gosh! I mean, listen, I I know you're a little upset because it replaced baseball, and that's your love and your passion. Mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. that. But the safe flash dance is even close to breakdancing. No, no, no. You but there's a, a scene is? in there where there's a guy in the a scene. Listen, there's a there's a guy a in the background holding an umbrella, and he's breakdancing, and that is okay. the first. Time okay. we so, saw breakdancing. Okay. No, first time you've seen breakdancing. Mm. Man, come on, man. We used to throw the cardboard down all the time and get busy. Really? I would love to oh, see that. Cardboard, right? You have your little cardboard going on. You have, you know, have your little beatbox going mm. on. Or, you know, or, you know, just the radio. Be like Radio Raheem in there. Do your B-boy stance and get busy. Come on, man. I learned how to windmill when I was 11 years old. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to see that. <laughs> I might have even been 10. Well, there's quite a history you know? of breakdancing. I'll save that for, for another time. But uh, You don't know nothing about it. You better go look in the dictionary. <laughs> Flash dance? Yeah, I'm pretty Compared sure. I'm pretty sure that's where dancing? the first time it showed me? up in a movie was. The first time you've seen it. Oh, right. Okay? In your community. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't break. Come on, you I know, was in but Cali, but right? can we consider it? Was you in, you was in Cali? Always, that's what always. I'm saying. Can, you was in Cali. Can we consider it so, a sport? So you know, this is back in New York and everything else. That's why I'm saying that it's the first time you've seen it in your community. You know what I mean? Because it, it took a while to get to the West Coast for sure. Probably. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Probably. Everything starts yeah. in New York and makes its way west. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the East. You know. Starts in the east. And okay, set in the west, so I'm right? looking. I'm looking here. It said in 1969, James Brown was getting down with it on Get on the Good Foot. Man, come on, he was doing the slop. It's a dance called the slop. You know how to do it, Sherm? I probably don't. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I don't have that much right. rhythm. I really don't. 
We I know you don't, but we got to get you there. But says so it says here the good foot, real quick. the good foot, which was soon to be called B boy, and shortly after that, break dancing mm-hmm. or breaking. Right hmm. there you go. Hmm. But I'm just saying, James Brown was the man. Oh, you saw how he was yeah dancing. he 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 definitely had the moves. Even Michael Jackson, you know, learned from James Brown. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, it's, it's this dance called the slop. I want to see if you can do it, and if you can, you got to do it after one of your wins. Let's see. All right. Just saying. All right. Just saying. That's the first thing I want you to do. Or, or we can just say it's to George Jefferson for you. You remember George how Jefferson? How could I forget? And George and Wheezy moving on up. You remember how he used to start strutting and start mm-hmm. doing his dance? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All you right. know, that show. So that's what I want to see out That of you. show was groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Um, oh, man. Come on now. You know, that was the first time we kind of went through some racial barriers. We did. Right? We did. And of what he was saying out of his mouth. I can't remember. Yeah, that. of course. Him, him of course. and Archie Bunker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Him and Archie Bunker. But you, right? Yeah. Both of those dudes. Right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know something about that show, what I remember as much as anything, there was a couple on there with a white man and a black woman. It was. You remember that? You know, that, was, that yeah. White, yeah, of course. That was a, I mean, way ahead. On. I don't want to say it was ahead of its time. That was my boy. So do you know how to do uh, the Tom dance? The Tom? You know, Tom. Well, Tom was the white dude that came across. Remember, Tom? You don't remember the characters, Oh, right? yeah. You mean in Jefferson's? Yes, 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 of course. And Tom okay. used to do a dance. Oh, that, also. that I don't remember. I don't remember the, the dance Tom that dance. Tom used to do. I don't do. remember the Tom. And the dance. young and, and his wife, right? Mm-hmm. You know, was Lenny Kravitz, uh, uh, Kravitz's mom. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I forgot her name. Yeah. What was her name on that? Thelma? No, was it? I forgot her name. Thelma was the the the. You mean uh, her real name or her character maid. name? No, her character name. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to look it up. I forgot her character name. All right, I'll look but it yeah, up. Yeah, but it was so grand. It was so grand breaking. It was about moving up to the big times. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the east side, right? Uh, yeah. As, as the come on, man. Yeah. You know the song to that? Uh, moving on up. Do you know the song to yeah? Yeah. I finally got a piece of the pie. You bet. Yeah, you had that pie. I was trying to get a piece uh, of it, but you already had it. Well, not back then. I was like three. Until I was like three until, years old. In, until until you just dropped it this morning. You had it. Oh, did I lose so my I card? <laughs> yeah, I got to take it away from I lost you. my card. Oh, my goodness. You, you lost it. You lost it on the whole flash dance, you know, B-boy thing. Come on. I'm going to have to That was. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research, I guess. What you know about Breaking? You, you saw the movie Breaking? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember that. Oh, okay. I remember it really well. Ain't nobody. All right. What about Chris Green? Oh, ain't nobody? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. That was your thing? You know, I know a little bit more about it than Who people. Who sang that song? Uh, hang on, I'm working on the Jefferson Oh, thing okay, first. come on, man. Come on, look, paper thin, man. Stop being paper thin. I'm tired of this artificial experience. Mm-hmm. You got to give me the real thing. Oh, Cy Kravitz. Cy Kravitz uh, played, uh, give me a second here. I'm trying to find the uh, the the, char- right, mom, the right? character names. Yeah, of course. And it's a sort, you know what? Interestingly, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, it says the show was launched as a second spinoff of All in the Family. Right, yep. I could believe on that. which the Jeffersons had been the neighbors of Archie and Edith right. Bunker. Ah, right, right. It, it was really controversial. Yeah, issues of, but I loved it. You know something? There's some pretty heavy issues in there. It says the show. Yeah, it is. the show. Uh, it was eventually evolved into more of a traditional sitcom, but it had issues of alcoholism, racism, suicide, gun control, chan- transgender, KKK, right. and illiteracy. That I mean, that's. Wow, and you know they used some was, pretty salty was, language really, in that show. It, it was really, it was really America. Come on, you know man. something? Yeah, that's I mean, why I say seven thirty p.m. It used to come mm-hmm. on 
when I was on the East Coast and, and we were glued to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Know. And, and uh, you know, I, I didn't want to say. First time I saw a black business owner, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they own, did they own a, a, a dry cleaners? cleaners? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. a dry cleaners. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh, wow, interesting how yeah, they they got took to the cleaners because they didn't get no residuals. Yeah. For for their uh, that sitcom, mm. so that was a bad contract. Well, back <laughs> you know, then, yeah, back contract. then, unfortunately, things were handled differently. Come on, man, don't give me back then. The Green Acres and all the mother shows had great contracts involved and kept them people paid. Everybody from the Jeffersons pretty much were broke. Mm. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, they saved their money. If you look back, they saved their money. And another show that was good was Good Times. I don't know if, it, you know, I might be reaching too far in the back for you now. You're, remember, I'm a little older than you. How could you forget Dynamite? Honestly. I, I'm, man, I can't. I can't. I mean, I understand you like Jimmy. How about That's My know? Mama? It, hey. <laughs> okay, now I'm yeah, now hey, I'm going to, re, I'm I'm going to rerun. Hey, I'm not bad. Hey, listen. Okay, okay. All right. I'm giving you an asterisk. Next to that card that I okay. that I took for a year. Believe me, I okay, used to watch all those shows. Hey, Sanford and Son. Hey, Lamont and Sanford. Red and Son, Fox. Man, yeah, crazy. absolutely. Those guys. You know, I used to watch all those shows. I grew up in the seventies, so the, all those shows were big hits back then. That's what we watched. There were a few yeah, others. I you know, know, there was the shows well, like well, first. First of yeah. all, first of all, it wasn't much on in the seventies. Let's let's just say that. Okay. All right, the Flintstones probably was your favorite cartoon. Them and the Jetsons at that time. That's hard. You know, it's funny. I watched them on occasion, but it wasn't. I, I didn't watch a lot of so that. So, what when was I your was favorite younger. cartoon? Um, gee whiz, cartoon back then. Um, yeah, I mean, because there was nothing on the on the. TV. You know what I watched? And that's a fair amount was Popeye. Okay, I ain't mad at okay. you. Okay, I was a Popeye. All right, fan. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, this is back in the day where. TV actually cut off at a certain time at night, right. and they played the, yeah. they played you know the, the flag came on and it was nothing but snow after yeah and right? all we you well we it? only had nine channels we had two four yeah, five yeah. seven nine eleven and thirteen and channel U UHF UHF VHF UHF yeah, and top and bottom dials right you had to turn them you had to know what was going on and then what happened is and maybe not for you sir but if that um, TV dial broke then you had to go get device grips. <laughs> and and you it. used to have a, a bent up uh, hanger as your TV right. antenna. Well, listen, that was for you, but man, I had to put some Reynolds wrap on the things, man, so I can get a really clear channel. Hmm. You know, yeah. hook it in the back, man. You had to really get that channel going. And then if if your big TV broke, you put the small TV on top of your big. TV. <laughs> you I, re- <laughs> I remember that. You know, so you had two TVs, but one was broke, bro. So one just became the TV stand for the TV, but the, but the TV stand was a TV. Yeah, you ain't hearing me. Yep. No, I, I, you know what? You and I are a lot more alike than you realize. Man, we're a lot more alike. Those were the days, right? Yeah, those were the they, days. Well, things were simple back then. Things were very simple it back was. then, and it's just not that way now, unfortunately. So uh, you know what? But hey, here's the deal, though. Um, you know. The same principles apply. We just got to go back to executing them. You know, mm. love thy neighbor, be compassionate for others, right? Being selfless, you know, yeah. thinking of others before yourself. All those things used to happen. I mean, that was a time and day when you actually knew your neighbor, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and, and they were friends and you could knock on their door and ask for the show. Mm-hmm. You ain't knocking on nobody's no, door. No, nobody, nobody locked their front door. You just come and go. They didn't. Yeah. But if you came in there, you was going to get the business because I'm here to tell you <laughs> the, the 12 gauge or the 410 was in the corner yeah, real yeah. quick. 
All right. Um, okay. No gun controls going on back then. And, and it seems like it's the same thing now. Right? It is. So. It is. All right. We were just smarter. We were just a lot smarter, bro. Late actress yeah. Roxy Roker was best known for her role as Helen Willis on The Jeffersons. And like her character on the show, she actually had an interracial marriage. However, her, yeah, yeah, her relationship in real life was not a fairy tale, according to her son, Lenny Kravitz, what he revealed right. yeah, a few years ago. So that was uh, Tom and Helen I Willis. I like Lenny. Yeah, like there's Lenny. no downside. Lenny a bad There's boy. no downside to, to Lenny, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Hey, okay, so we had a, a couple of fast facts, and we've, and we've reminisced a little bit. I want to I come up a little bit more toward the future and talk a little bit more Westcliff-centric about our first point right. here. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we were voted for our inclusion into the NAIA and the CalPAC conference earlier this year, right, right around March, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Wasn't it March? April. April. Okay. April. All right. April. And so, you know, we were pretty excited. I remember that day, uh, you know, the, the university looked stellar because we had all the visitors on campus. We took everybody around. We showed them our, our facilities, our first class facilities at the Great Park and Momentus and a few other places. Um, and so, you know, they couldn't wait to vote us in. Uh, they they right. approved us for inclusion uh, for the NAI and the CalPAC conference. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the CalPAC voted us in before the NAI did. Was that correct? Unanimously. Unanimously, right. So now right. Um, it is the um, protocol, I guess you might say, or one of the rules of the NAI and the CalPAC conference. Your first year is a probation year in the NAI, which means you have to sit out a year and you're not eligible for the playoffs in any sport. Is that correct? For championship competition. Right. Okay. Now, conference and national. Okay. Your overall record counts, but you will not have a conference record. Is that also correct? That's correct. Okay. I mean, so you'll be 0 and 0 in conference. Even though you play a conference schedule, those games count right. on your overall record, but not your conference record because you have no opportunity in that first probation year to go to the playoffs. Well, a couple of weeks ago, because of this year, um, the NAIA voted to waive that probation year for us. And so uh, that was about two weeks ago, I believe, maybe a little bit more. So they were going to, and if there's a year that that should happen where we wouldn't have to wait, we could be included in the playoff run right away, it would be this year. So Well, they waived everything else. Yes. Right? They waived them SAT, SAT requirements, ACT requirements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things have been waived. Yeah, if there was a year that was right. it was going to happen, this this would have been the year. So now, uh, a couple of days ago, we needed the Council of Presidents to approve that as well. So they had a separate vote, and we were fairly certain that we were going to be voted for inclusion. I should also mention there's one other university in our conference, Park Gilbert, that was very much in the same um, place that we were. They had just gotten in vote, uh, voted in as well, and they were waiting for inclusion. But the Council of Presidents, who we thought was almost a slam dunk, denied our entrance. Well, it should have been a slam dunk. Yeah, but why wasn't it? Is there, <clears throat> you know, I think. Yeah. You know, I think. I mean, number one, I just wanted to say, you know, I appreciate them even considering our, you know, proposal first and foremost. Because normally it's not under any consideration, mm-hmm. right? So we, we got further than anyone has ever gotten, you know, as far as trying to get the first year removed. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, it was stacked with a lot of different things, a different politics involved in there, and, and this was set the precedence for anything after us. 
And I, I don't think they wanted to do that, to make that exception. You know, I don't, I don't know why, but I think it was unfortunate. I think it was unfortunate for them, to be honest with you. Hmm. You know, it was, it was a great opportunity, especially in Cali being a unique, you know, we're like the ugly duckling hmm. out here, you know, especially this year because um, everything is different in California regarding COVID and playing and return to play, mm-hmm. you can return to learn. And, you know, we felt like it was a slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, one, one thing I do know is things, things don't happen to you, they happen for you, right? And so I know, you know, this is the best thing for us. Hmm. Okay. I got to believe that from a faith standpoint. Okay. But but am I disappointed? Absolutely. Am I disappointed for our coaches? Absolutely. Am I disappointed for our student athletes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Administrators, so on and th- so forth. Because, you know, the sacrifices that they're risking daily to even be able to compete and play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is really, really crazy. I mean, especially just practicing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just just getting that together. So, you know, although, you know, I'm disappointed, I know it doesn't define us and it doesn't derail us. Right. So, um, you know, being a leader that I am, you know, I have to get back on the horse. But I understand that if some people in my stable, you know, can't get back on their horse faster than I can. Hmm. So I'm going to respect that and have some empathy for that. But at the end of the day, we need to mount up and roll out. You know, we need to roll out. Sure. Like regulators. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Regulators, mount up. We just got to mount up. Sherman, this ain't the first time in your life you've ever been disappointed. No. This ain't no, the first time that something should have been not. 100% that hasn't, you know. And, and, yeah, you know, it's disappointing. It really is. You know, and um, I know I always have a way of making it seem like it's insignificant. I'm not saying that. You know, I, I'm understanding how my coaches and athletes feel about it. You know, but I just know that, hey, we wasn't supposed to be there anyway, but damn it, we wanted to win it all. But we we, we didn't fall short. They just made a decision. Hmm. And we, we got to believe that that decision is in the best interest for us. Hmm. So okay. that's all I'm asking. Well, you know. And, 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 but listen, though, Sherm, get it out, man. You, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to like it. And it's okay for you to vent because guess what? You venting up to me. So it's okay to vent, and it's okay for us to talk about it, right? Because it doesn't make any sense. It's nothing they're going to say that's going to justify why they didn't do it, um, you know, unless it's on a financial deal. Mm -hmm. Because it holds teams for a couple years, right? It holds you for a couple years. Okay, but what's the point of – why is that rule in place anyway? Why can't you just automatically – My thing, I have no clue, but here's the deal. I know normally rules are in place, right, for for two for two things. Um, you know, it has to do with financial and risk. I, I know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. You All know, right. Well, see, they're financial and risk. Okay. Those are the two things. You know that normally normally happen hmm. uh, when it comes to decisions like okay. this. Okay. Well, then I have a question for you. I don't know if you have this information yet, but let's say this year coming up, our season gets canceled. The entire season gets canceled for whatever reason. Obviously, it's probably going to be pandemic related. Would that count as our probation year? 
It should. It should. I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything less than right. that. We didn't do anything. Right. But that that would count. I'm assuming that would count as our probation year. And when we return, this is our probation okay. year. Okay. If you you decide to cancel it, that's right. not Whether on us. Whether we play it or not. If we decide to cancel it because of the safety, it's still not on us. Look at the times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Acts of God out here. I think. Okay. You know, would be the insurance term. All right? right. Well, you know, I could understand if there's a year that we should be included. This should be the year. I mean, it should, it be. should be. Everything else is getting but waived. But let me let me give you the flip side. If it's any year that you want to be under under probation, it would be this, this year. Be yeah. The year. I, I, there's an argument to be made both <laughs> right? ways. Yeah. You're you're so. Correct. I mean, we're we're good regardless. Mm, I know. But what we need to do is. We need to make sure we focus our energy in the right direction. So when it is time for us, right, we got to take care of business. Mm-hmm. But this just comes down to, like, everything that's kind of been happening this year for us. Like, you know, we need to learn to be patient. Nobody wants to be patient in this microwave environment. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And... That's the cool thing, you know, and that's one thing I just want to uh, share with you that I'm so proud with my son is right now. You know, I got a chance to see him this weekend and he hasn't bad an eye. He's ready to go. Body's ready. He's physically ready. His game is ready. Right. But it's a process. Right. Every every culture has this process and you have to endure the process. Right. To be able to to. To, to gain the rewards. So you're and saying we, we have, have to pay our dues. We do. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way as my son, you know, over at, you know, in the Zags culture, right? It's a process mm-hmm. there. It's a process with the NAI, right? It's a process. Mm-hmm. We ready. We, we did historical things in regards to being a full membership. Because normally they don't give you full membership, Sherm. You, you go through a probationary period there. You know right, that, right? right? So not every university just on their first attempt gets to go through and have full membership opportunities. Mm-hmm. We did because we were ready. Yeah, we stay ready. Right? So we don't have to get mm-hmm. ready. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's the whole deal, that whole mindset. So, but, you know, everyone outside, even our peers, right, expect us to be there, right? They expect us to be there. So then you get this whole boulder on your shoulders because of someone's, someone else's expectations. But those who know understand that good things take time, right? Hmm. Good things take time. So we, we have to be patient, you know, and, and that's kind of the same thing. I don't have to tell my son that because some of these same principles we have with the five C's, you know, he was born with that stuff. You know, that's the same way I run my household, you know. So we understand it's a process. We're not worrying about everybody else. There's no comparison to what we need to do. So everyone will make a a narrative or assume that, hey, maybe we didn't have our stuff together at Westcliff, right? But we know that's not true, right? We know that's not Hmm. true. You know, it was a decision, you know, to the gatekeepers, right? And the gatekeepers at NAIA, right, decided that they don't want us in post-play. Now, every other university should be thankful, Mm Right, they should be thankful because we could win <laughs> in a lot of sports this year. We have that. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I'm so disappointed. Right, yeah. and 
in comparison, you know, when I look at Dom's career, he's been nothing but a winner, mm-hmm. right? And now he's in another winning culture, right? But it's a gatekeeper and it's a rite of passage with everything you need to do. And you got to come in and you got to take care of business. So I was emphatically proud. And I don't know if those two words come together, but that's sure how they I felt. Do. You know, that he was patient because he only played two minutes, right? And I didn't. You mean know against that. Iowa? Um, I think somebody. Yeah. yeah. Watch the watch right? the game. He's, yeah. He not a he not a scrub. You know what I'm saying? But he only got in for two minutes, right? College rotation three, anyway, mm-hmm. maybe four. TV timeout, right? But when he came in the game, man, he stayed locked in. When he came in the game. He fed the, He made the right plays in those two minutes. He didn't try. He's a twenty-five point scorer on every level, right? So he's a if he can, he is a prolific scorer. He can score at this level, no problem, right? But see the growth and understand the game and the functionality. I was happy. That was a great two minutes. You know, strong rebounds, strong lockup. Um, you know, on time, on target to Suggs, who was on fire. Oh, he was. He was right? six of seven from behind right? the arc. Yeah, right. And then Dom, you know, missed the. A three-point, you know, shot, but he shot over forty percent his whole mm-hmm. career. Well, he only on he only level. took one shot from the three. Yeah, he's only took yeah. one shot. But I'm just saying, you know, so from the outside, it'd be looking like, hey, you know. But the great thing was, I don't know if you heard what Clark Kellogg said was, hey, few believes that yeah. these guys gonna have intricate parts, right? What's going mm-hmm. on? So they just gotta go through the process of whatever that is. And I can tell you here, America, like I tell, because uh, that's family to mm-hmm. me. The Zagnation few, they family, yeah, yeah. right? I trust them. I don't got to go look in the oven and see if the cake is rising or not. I don't care about that. Okay, so we believe in our camp, and I'm going to put this out there, that when Dom does leave college at whatever point, as long as he stay healthy, he's going to be a single-digit dude in, in the draft. Yeah. Mark my words. Bookmark. Oh, that. I'm sure. I'm sure. So he's, sitting, he, he's, 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 he's playing against a single-digit dude right now. That's in college. This lights out right now, mm. you know. Best in basketball, yeah. right? So every day he's getting, he's learning, he's getting a new experience. So he'll be fine. When you got talents and smarts, you're gonna be good. Westcliff, we're gonna be fine, Sherm. We got talented coaches, we got smart athletes, we got great administrative and staff, and support help. We're gonna be okay. We just need to be patient, and it's hard to be patient when you're ready. It's hard, man. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I just you know you I don't like the fact that our fate is not in our own hands. <laughs> that's... Right. Well, nobody does, but that's where we have to have faith. So, someone asked me something ridiculous, right? Was it me? I you usually do my... that. No, 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 no. Okay. It's two things. Like, so whoever I am. So here's the deal. First thing is, Sherm, who I am at work is exactly who I am at mm-hmm. home. It doesn't change. This is me, right? I don't. Put on the work face, put on the home face. You get me authentic, right? The dude that can't pronunciate half of the damn words <laughs> in the English dictionary. It is what it is, okay? Okay, I got a track record to prove that I can get the damn job mm-hmm. done. Oh, okay? yeah. But I can't articulate every damn word. I'm a lazy speaker. It is what it is. But I roll up my sleeves with the best mm-hmm. of them. And, yeah, I got the education to back it up, whatever, right? Because I'm diligent and disciplined in what I do. But at the end of the day, man, this is what we do. This is who we are. We are authentic selves. And I'm unapologetic about that. So I know we're ready, right, to do big and better things. 
but we have to learn patience, right? And we have to look inward. But the biggest thing that I'm um, worried about is because nobody prom we, we we're driven over given. Nobody promised me anything or promised my family anything, right? Regards to my son's situation. Nobody promised me anything here at Westcliff. We create our own sunshine, right? That's what we've been doing from day one. So I'm hanging my hat not on man, but on God's promise. That's how I live my life. Some people don't like that, sure. This ain't going to go over well with other people when they hear this, right? But it's real. It is what it is. I have my faith in God's promise. And that's for my family and what I do at work and everything that I apply myself to. It's nothing in this life that I've lived so far that I haven't applied myself to that didn't become successful when I apply myself. So if I don't apply myself, then it must not be important to me. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it is. So I got a bunch of hungry coaches, Sherm, that's really, really hungry. Right? But it's some internal things we need to sure up before I can be really um, saying that we are completely where we need to be. Like, we look really good on the surface, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm struggling internally. You know, are we tough enough? Sure. See, see, what people don't understand is the coaching, the coaching group, all my head coaches. That's my team, right? That's the team now that I get to coach because I'm not on the sidelines, right? And I'm, I'm, I am questioning some of our mental toughness when it comes to about things that are daunting and challenging. So I'm not for sure we're up to task, to be honest, because there's some things that we need to um, shore up. And you know these things. I'm not going to mm -hmm. put our internal business sure, out sure. on the clothesline, yeah, yeah. right, and just let it go through. But but I will tell you this. The dude that fell on our clothes that should have been off the clothesline already. Mm -hmm. So we need to do a better job individually getting some of the things done. So I'm I'm although I'm disappointed, I know that it's some things we need to look internally on and reflect on to get sure. better. And if every coach can do that, then I'm good. Mm. Well it's gonna it's gonna with start it. with the patience, you know. As you as you yes. said because but but see, you know, Sherm, you run a good you run a good business, right? Baseball, you Bo, you know, you the skipper, you the CEO of your own mm -hmm. You know, sport, I say that, you know, we got a different concepts over here at Westcliff, but you're running a good business. But what I tell you all the time, I live my life past fail. I can be 99.9% .9 good, right? And if we're not 100%, I cannot celebrate incomplete. So that means we're not mm -hmm. good, right? So that's a different standard. So when you're living your life like that in every aspect of the game, not all of our sports are at optimal mm -hmm. level. Right. And, and, you know, I came from an environment eight years in the Marine Corps. You're only as fast as your slowest yep. Marine. Oh, right. Yeah. So we're only as good as our worst department. You know, so that's where we are now. We, we have to get some things in order and we need peer accountability. We need people to be tough in adverse situations. Speed is life. We got to move a little faster in some yeah. things. So I'm not quite happy internally where we okay. are, even though externally we're on fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're on yeah. fire, right? But internally, I still believe we can even get better. 
So that's why it's like hopefully this burns a hole in, in some people's, you know, backside. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm yeah. Hard, one of those people is, know, is myself. I'm just, you know, right. because of the, the fifth of our five C's, right? We don't have that opportunity to execute that yet. As you're saying, it comes back to patience. But, yeah, it won't translate to championships yet because we're not allowed. So, right. yeah. And so, as you mentioned, the patience side of it, I don't know that any of our teams are ready to compete for a championship. I'd like to say they are. I'd like to think I'd well, like to think baseball is. Uh, but we don't get that opportunity base, Baseball yet. is. Yeah, we don't. I think baseball is. Um, softball maybe be 50-50. I think both of the soccer programs oh, yeah. probably, probably can yeah. do that. Um, I'm on the fence about women's volleyball. Okay. Um, men's, mm, uh, you know, we'll see. Their track, we're not ready in any capacity. Um, and then we got a lot of sports that the NAIA doesn't even have championships for. That like we're in, like the know? World Sauna Championships and wife carrying. Right. <laughs> got to yeah. work on that. Yeah. You know, but, you know, to be honest, like, seriously, we got surf. Yeah. You know, we got water polo. Swimming and diving. Right. Yeah, yeah swimming and diving. Lacrosse. I mean, mm-hmm. right. And then basketball, which is my favorite yeah. sport. And happy birthday to uh, basketball today. 129 years, mm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, mm. uh, when uh, Dr. Naismith uh, brought that beautiful game in my mm-hmm. life, um, in the life of everybody else. I think it's 129 years, but Eight. don't quote okay. me on that. But it is basketball's birthday. Um you know, my thing is our basketball program can get better, but we we right there, men's and women's. We right there. So, do we need some more skills? Yeah, skills and drills, absolutely, mm-hmm. man. Uh, we need to get yeah. that get that popping a okay. little bit. So yeah, so I you know I, I just call it how I see it, man. And you know, even if some of our coaches are upset with my assessment, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's, how I'm looking true. at it. You know, it, it just. The more I walk through life, the more I, I apply your principles. Like, if something doesn't go right, well, hey, whose fault is that and why? Can't blame anybody yeah. else but yourself. Yeah, you know, you're going you to look in exactly, the mirror, right? You're going to have to do better, you know, and that I, I never so, always thought of that. But now I start to think of it more often because I've been yeah. with you for two years. Yeah, and, and here's the deal, Sherm. I said all of those things, and at the end of the day, all of that is on my shoulders because I'm the leader and I have to squat that mm-hmm. weight, Right. I have to squat yeah. that weight, right? And and you know you know so at the end of the day, it's me talking against me, to mm-hmm. me, right? It's you versus you, right? So we have to get better, and it's my responsibility to make sure that all of these things collectively come together. So um, that means that I need to be better in my day to day things, um, and that's what I'm going to do. So but we all but we um, all could so we I all could it. live by that. There's something that we could yeah, all do. Yeah, you know, it would better. be great. Yeah, but I, so I'm going to own it. Mm-hmm. So this little funk that I feel like we're in, right, because we have done some amazing things, some things that have been historic, we need to get better. We need some more wins, right? We need some more wins. But it's some spring cleaning that has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to get some more wins when we get the opportunity to be on the field. Well, it looks like conference play is going to be – in February, right? I mean, you know, we'll start the season off. We're not doing non-conference right. games. So, but in Oregon, you know, I was just talking to a guy, you know, who was at the game, and uh, he's part of, you know, um, athletics in Oregon. I think, you know, he was saying that the governor's still making a decision if they can even play. Right. So we're still in a good spot 
mm-hmm. you know, um, compared okay. to, to other programs. Okay, a couple of quick things. Basketball, uh, known today, uh, as it is known today, was created by Dr. James Naismith in December of 1891. So you're correct. Basketball is 129 years. Um, yeah. Oh, good. Now, you also mentioned, uh, you just said that we're in, you know, not a bad situation compared to, to maybe other states, because each state is handling this pandemic a bit differently where sports happen to be concerned. You mentioned that you think California is the ugly duckling, but I, I think it, it yeah, is. but I think it's the other way around. I think we're the pretty ones and the other 49 are ugly. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to fight gonna you. not going to go against me on that. But, hey, I'm not going to fight okay, you. Okay, but that leads me into an interesting point, and I wanted to talk to you about this as well. Uh, this past week, uh, the college football playoffs, and they're set now, and we know where the teams are, are going and, and who they're playing. But last week, the head coach, the head football coach of Notre Dame, Brian Kelly, said that he would not play if his players' families and friends could not be at the game. Now, that is, again, being held by uh, you know different states are handling that differently. California has put a moratorium on that. Yes, you can play the games, but nobody's going to be in the stands. Now, they made, Notre Dame did, the Rose Bowl. And the Rose Bowl, traditionally played in Pasadena somewhere around the 1st of January, will be playing Alabama. Now, because there are no fans allowed in the stands, they have decided to move the Rose Bowl to Arlington, Texas. That's Jerry's place, where they're going to allow 16,500 fans in the stands. Now, do you think it sounds as though, and they're still calling it the Rose Bowl, even though it won't be here and probably nothing to do with roses, but do you think that they just bowed down to the head coach? The NCAA bowed down to the head coach of Notre Dame? Is that what it sounds like? Well, you know, like I said, it always comes down to financial and risk, two categories, always, right? And and hell yeah, they bow down. I mean, let's think about everything in this totality. Okay, because I, I I'm going to argue with you on it, but go ahead. You probably not. We probably are I don't know. I don't you know. know. I, I, we're, we're, we might be aligned. I mean, California needs to do what California needs to do, you know, when it comes to the pandemic. Right, right. I think we're leading the, the, the country, right? Think we're leading the mm-hmm. country, so you know. So for me, so I got a chance to travel two space, two places, right? I got a chance to go to Fort Myers, Florida, and I got a chance to go to Sioux Falls in South Dakota, right? right? One extremely great weather, yeah. One was crazy. As hell, <laughs> I right? saw your pictures, yeah. Okay, but hey, cool. So my my son was playing; they allowed it to happen. I left. And I respect COVID and everything else. And, you know, it's like YOLO for mm-hmm. me. You can be in the house all good and still get it. And you can be out and still mm-hmm. get it. Right. right. I just happened to leave the worst state of COVID yes. to yes. go. So when I travel out, I'm actually more safe than staying home. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, but mm-hmm. it's true. Okay. Right. And I'm in Riverside County. Yeah. Yeah. Right. San Bernardino County, Riverside and, County. Yeah. And we're leading it, right? We're leading it, unfortunately. The list that you don't want to be number one right. in. We're, we're leading it. So I take an inherent risk, and so does my son, right? So, and yes, I'm in a worse class than he is as far as getting the virus or whatever the case may be, so I get it. But right now, it's, it's extremely hard to have any, any fans or any family or friends. They, they just wanted family and friends. They wouldn't really say uh, fans 
They just wanted the student athlete's family to be able to participate correct, in that. Correct. So I agree with that. If their kids, which is if you have kids, you understand that they probably the most precious things to yeah. you are taking this same risk. It's I, I have met very few parents who would not trade their life in for their kids if it came down to it. Yeah, everybody puts their kids ahead of themselves. As you know what I'm saying? Should, I think so. So I think parents should be able to come and take care of business now. Like so, my my son's at number one program right in the country. Now the NCAA because they worried about amateurism is saying, hey, the teams are not being able to come home because my son can't come home for for Christmas or New mm-hmm. Year's. That they're giving a certain amount of dollars for hotels and travel for parents to be able to come to the university, right, to see their kids right. so they can have Christmas. Okay. That just came down the pipe, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, yeah. the yeah. last couple of days. Right. But also – Part of that is so they can avoid the whole amateurism pro thing, right? Because they are treating them like pros, right? It's serious TV money revenue deals happening, right? With with the you know the play happening, right? So I think we're at this point now where we just have to do our due diligence, and you can't. And I get it, Rose Bowl. I get it. Should be in Pasadena. It's not happening in Cali. I'm very, very afraid of our season right now. I'm very afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I am. Even as, yeah, I am too. I'm. I'm a little skeptical, especially after one so, of our conference opponents. I mean, opted San Francisco Forty ers had to go to yep. uh, Arizona. True. true. Right? And one of our conference opponents has already opted out of the season. Yeah, Emory did, Riddle, yeah. right? Emory right. Riddle, and then I think Menlo's. Out I believe of so. That's the other. Yeah, but even so, there are teams. I could pull the plug. I can pull the plug for us, and it probably would make sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. How would you feel about that? Um, I because I've been fifty fifty. Sometimes I'm eighty twenty. Sometimes I'm sixty forty. Sometimes I'm ninety ten. On just pulling, you know, the trigger of not even doing that, not even having that risk. So, the first step I did was I took away non conference. Right? Yeah. Right. And we're not replacing right. it. Right. And I'm sure I got coaches like Sean. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Because I care about mm-hmm. you. Right. I care about you. And plus now, knowing that the NAIA don't care about our university, True. <laughs> you know, as far as taking this risk, I'm more advantageous to, to cancel this joint mm-hmm. than I am not to. Now, luckily, all of our COVID situation has been non-athletic, you know, situations. Right. So that's the only thing that's keeping me in there. But if we have something that – uh, outbreak or something that gets out of control. I'm here to tell you, I will pull the trigger. Oh, I know. Season I know. Because it wouldn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. And and you have said that your first duty is the health and safety of everyone involved. And uh, obviously that makes sense. When you ask me if it concerns me, of course it concerns me. One of the things that concerns me in particular is that if we have athletes that are here because they want to play their sport and then also get a good education, they're not having the chance to play their sport. Are they going to stay? At our university. Where are they going to go, sir? Maybe, hey, maybe, especially the freshmen, say, you know, I think I'm just going to bump back to a JC. Now. And and then you're not trying to compete. Well. Because you're getting, you're getting your eligibility back. Yeah. So I'm not going to go di- downgrade. After I made it to a status where I can get a Rolls Royce, I'm not dropping down to 
the Pinto. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going in the Charger. All right. <laughs> right? I got to go up. Now, I might side lateral, left or right, depending on how you feel mm-hmm. about it. It might pick up the Aston Martin. But I'm damn sure not. Okay, downgrade. but what, what if they do that? What if they say I so, want to go somewhere where that's they're fine? Have then a you know, then then those then we don't need those kids either. I need kids who I need to teach life skills to, and that means putting down your anchor. We just talked about mm-hmm. that. Sometimes you got to put down your anchor and weather a storm. Hmm. That's what you have to do. You have to have some kind of patience. You got to believe, like we believe. But I do believe that we have the best development system in the country. And our whole efforts is to turn pros, sure. right? So you get those deals, you know, you get that done through reps and rep, you know, through reps mm-hmm. and and skill craft, and then sports science, right? That's really where you you cash in with getting better, right? And then the games just sometimes showcase, and sometimes the games don't showcase because you might not be in a situation, it's situational, you know, in sports, so you don't get a chance to to show that you are improving or developing, right? Mm-hmm. So you need a keen eye. Everybody can't be a scout. Everybody don't know the game. So we understand that. But if kids want to leave, I'm going to help them leave and go wherever they want to. But they're not 5Cs athletes anyway if they want to leave. Because we don't leave under adversity. We don't leave the first time we hear no. We probe past the first right answer as well. So that's not even in our DNA. So – those not the kind of kids that I want, you know, and, and I get it. I want you to go do what you need to do, but I want kids who've been, been through something. I want kids with skin knees. I want kids that fell off the bike and got back up. That's what I need. I want kids who wasn't afraid to jump on the handlebars, right, and, and get a ride. I need those. I need those risk takers too, but, you know, also that's able to listen and, you know, be disciplined and and and, and be selfless. You know, in in a, in, a, in a lot of situations. So, like, I'm I can't be afraid of what I don't have, sure. So, if kids want to leave, we just got to get other kids that fit what we need here at Westcliff. But I'm not gonna cast any aspersions on them or make it seem like you know they're not doing the right thing. But if you're going down, if you're downgrading from competition. You ain't getting better. Well, this ain't recreation. True, but I think you ain't getting right. better. Okay, I, I agree with that, but I think student athletes are going to look to go somewhere where they can play, where there is going to well, be a season. I, what and I'm I, what I'm saying is, this year everybody's not playing on all levels. It's 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 crazy. It's not good on all levels. It's nowhere that you're getting a better competition level. Right, we saw even the football games three and two. Like they're not even playing this full season, Sherm. So things are not going to get better on any level until and, and community colleges are not even playing, Sherm. In, in California, right? I know all the community colleges are shut down. Well, right. So yeah. I mean, like, where where are you where are you going? Where you're going to find better? You're not. This is a great year to invest in you. Now, if you're telling me you're going to go D1 or D2, man, I'm pushing you there. I want you to get out of my program and go D2 and D1. Because now you're getting better, and we we were a part of your success. But don't tell me, you know, I should be concerned about an upperclassman, you know, being uh, on the JV team and he's a junior. I'm believing that crap. Mm-hmm. I don't want no – no athlete to say I want to go downgrade 
I mean, come, do you get, I get no enjoyment out of beating up on people that we should be beating up on. Where's the challenge in that? I don't want, I don't want that. And I don't get no enjoyment of being the worst, you know, being one of the worst teams, but I'm the best out of all the worst teams. Nobody care about that. So, I mean, I, I can't, I've never been, scared money don't make no money, sure. Okay, I'm not, scared money don't make no money. I cannot be concerned, right, with the sheep. I'm a lion. Okay, my job, I told you this a long time ago, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this ain't nothing new, is it? Is it new? No, it's not new. Is I this just, fake? Yeah, I, you know, you asked me if it concerns me. And, yeah, it absolutely right, concerns no, no. me. Because my job, obviously, we wear a lot of hats. And, you know, our job is to help our student-athletes get their degree. And there's so many other facets to it, you know, and, and help where we can. But my title is head coach baseball. And if right. we lose the season, I don't have a chance to do my job as per its title. So... Right. What about me? What about my title? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't get a job. I don't get a chance to do well, that. Well, I don't. Either, I don't know all of the aspects of your job. I've got to tell you honestly. Well, there's mean, plenty about saying, what you do that I don't know. Right. It, it, as it should. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. You know of saying? course. But but what I'm saying to you, let me tell you what one of my main focuses are, and this is not even job related. This is when it comes down to like just being a cope and coaching and, and doing all that. Right. You know. It, it's, it's, it's not my job uh, to awaken all the sheep, right? But it is my job to wake all the all, all the lions. I want to wake all the lions up in my program. Mm-hmm. Not worrying about the sheep. I'm not worrying about the sheep mentality. Go herd up and go somewhere else. I'm not worried about that. I want to wake up the lions, right? And I got that from a quote, man. But 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 I love it. I want to wake up the lions. That's what I try to do each and every day. I want to wake up the lions, right? I want to. I specialize in doing the impossible, right? Lofty goals, execution. You know, stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Okay, driven over given. We over me. Yeah. You know, all of these things, right? You know, all of these things are are what we do. You know. So we, we specialize in that. I can't worry about sheep. I'm trying to wake up lions. And lions stay in the ground, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Do you? They fight for what they want. Do you? I, I imagine somewhere along the line, depending on what data you, you accumulate every day, your situation right. is fluid. And one day, as you said, it might be it 80% is. no, and the next day it might be 60% yes. So every day, it kind of changes from day to day. Is that right? What is it? Epidemiology, yeah. I think? Those smart See, you do know right? how to pronounce words. Don't tell me you don't. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> every now and then. Every now and then. You know, every mm. now and then. But I tell you one thing, I know how to get what I need to get out of whatever I need to get out of. You like that, <laughs> okay. Trey? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, I'm common people. I was raised in 21811 by very intelligent mm-hmm. people. Educational background sure. and everything. But also, I'm, the, I'm, I'm part of just hard work and determination. Right, so they might not say everything. Mm, all right, yeah, get on over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, less words, a mm-hmm. lot more action. Right, sure, sure. less words, a lot yeah. more action. I'm proud of my community, man. You know, but I was a dirt diver, man. I used to jump dishes. Yeah, I know that. Al Al Handy know? told us that. Hondo. You know all of mm-hmm. those things, man. You know what I mean? So 
I'm just a country boy, man, out here making it happen. But at the end of the day, I don't waver. You know, I got the Marine Corps. I don't leave a brother behind. You know, I've done some things that could be extraordinary to a lot of different people, or it could be ordinary. I don't know. It's just me, man. Just who I'm, a, what, what we're about. But what I do believe is, where are you going to go this year that's not tainted in some capacity? Yeah, that's true. Everything's already been tainted one so, way or the other. There's, it's been yeah, influenced. Yeah. So, but, but it is, it is to your point, and this is where the peer accountability comes in, Sherm. Coaches got to hold other coaches responsible mm-hmm. for making sure they deliver the right sure. message. And I've been clear and concise mm-hmm. about the right message. Yeah, right? our message doesn't change. It's always the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I didn't say I might can't speak, Sherm, but I can write. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't have any problem mm-hmm. with writing, okay? As I'm writing this dissertation, right? <laughs> I have no problem with writing. So um, it's a clear message, clear and concise message that we have, and and, and we just need to follow it. But but how do you think uh, Coach is going to feel about us not getting – Approved for post oh, you know what? It, from a coach's perspective, I can't even talk about it because it, it angers me, especially because we were at the finish line and we were blindsided, yeah. literally, by the by the Council of Presidents. And so, yeah, uh, were we blindsided? Well, I, you know, the talk in between the two votes, in between the NAIA vote and the, and the Council of Presidents, the talk in there was like it's a slam dunk. So I, I right. was totally, I'm like, I'm fired up. I can go back to the team and say, listen, we have a chance to compete for a championship this year. So, yeah, right. so let's make that our singular focus. And we did have a yeah, chance. Yeah, I know, right? but now we don't. So now, so now yeah, there's a lot of ways I can characterize this, but let, listen let's just here. say my, back, I'm, I'm just say my backside sure. is red. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm, well, I'm trying to <laughs> say it nicely, but boy, am I, I'm, I'm Here's angry. the deal. Here's the deal. I don't have a backside. <laughs> Okay, so when I heard or when I read it, because nobody called mm. me, right? So they just forwarded me an oh, email. Okay, right, right. And sometimes I don't like that because some some information you need to talk. Yeah, to Yeah, you phone. know they're afraid cowards. Right. Cowards tell us right. face to face or so something. So I, I need to get our team together because you know I never put this out there. I gave it to you. Right, first, and I haven't right? said anything to anybody. Yeah, so I gave it to you first because you asked me. Then see the people if they know me. If you just ask me something, I, I will tell you, especially if you don't give me a reason not sure, to tell you, sure. right? So it com- becomes a trust thing, right? So, you know, I told you straight up I wouldn't, you know, tell you anything different. But sometimes it is my job to filter the information different. Of course. And I just, I won't lie to you. I just say I can't right, tell right. you, right? But we have a different relationship. Mm-hmm. So I told you, right? So, you know, I need to talk to the coaches, and let the coaches know. Um, I wasn't going to give it to you guys over the weekend because that wouldn't have been appropriate. Mm-hmm. Or Friday when we have that little Christmas party. And here you go. Let me give you this coal yeah. as you yeah, celebrate exactly. all these great yeah. things. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? So at some point, you know, I need to get the coaches together and tell them. But, or I can just act like it never happened. Or we could just tell them <laughs> to listen to this podcast because – yeah. yeah, listen to the podcast. Yeah. No, but you know we we'll get it together. I, I, but I really believe that we're resilient. We're resilient. Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but no, everybody is not supposed to be happy. No, of course not. I'm just you know I'm yeah. just kind of interested now. Yeah, I can't wait to play. I can't wait to get on the field. All the coaches feel the same way. We're itching. It's been nine months of this pandemic where it's been we can go, we right. can stop, we have to go, we have to stop again. 
And, you know, I, everybody wants to play. And I'm kind of just wondering right. out loud what effect it's going to have for the following season. How far into 2021 are we going to be dealing with it in this manner? Well, I think we I think, you know, it's going to be carryover. Oh, sure. Right. It's going to be carryover, yeah. you know, and um, I don't think we recover as a nation or in sports and in the world until 2022. Really? You think it's going to take another year? Well, I think once we still um, unpeel the onion and different things are going to come up, right? I think we'll be in the middle of 2021 when that happens, right? And then we might start to get our stride in, in fall of 2021. And then we're looking at 2022 where I don't think it's going to be a year of jubilee, but I think most of the hurdles will be um, jumped sure, over. We'll clear, clear because, that. you know, just different demographics, right? It's too many disparities in America mm-hmm. that everybody, you know, every situation is different. That's what makes us unique, right? So, and we're talking about healthcare, sir. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to start another topic, but you already know the disparities yeah. in healthcare oh, yeah. from a demographic mm-hmm. standpoint, oh, yeah. right? So some people are just not going to get vaccinated right, right. away. Some people are not going to get access to the vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this is one thing I wanted to say, because you asked me that I had anything to say today. When has taking a vaccination is is similar to a kid announcing where they're going to college at? Like, when, why are we putting this on TV like, oh, this person is the first person who get the vaccination here, right? And I'm seeing all these people in color and all this stuff being staged up, knowing that most common people ain't going to be able to get this vaccination in the same time frame that's on food stamps, that's on welfare, right? All those mm-hmm. things. They're not going to get access to this. They don't have, what about the uninsured? Right. They don't have this. And it's supposed to be paid by the government. But still, if you go to get a covid test, if you do have insurance, they still hitting your insurance first. Right. Even though the government funds are there, I get it. But we're announcing, oh, this person is the first to get get the covid here. It, it almost reminds me of kids, you know, announcing where they're going to college. Mm-hmm. At, man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see it on TV. Am I the only one seeing it? No, this? no. Like, I saw it. Too. Can you just go and give the vaccination out? Can we stop praising one vaccination? And give it to all the people who need it. And get it done? I mean, totally, man. It's like, if it was any way to, to save the people who were in, you know, the ICUs right now with the vaccination, should they not get it? Why are we writing them off? You know, if we could give it to them and get them healthy, why wouldn't we do that? You know, it's, it's crazy to me. Well, you know, there's you know, there's just, plenty about it that I don't know. I mean, I haven't I haven't looked at the studies enough to know that if you already have it, is this going to cure you of it or is this just a preventative right. measure? Yeah, I don't yeah if you either. take it before so you get it, yeah, because it. like when a flu shot comes out, we go get flu shots because we don't want right. to get the flu. So is this similar? Right. I mean, is this something that's going to help you prevent it? Now, the numbers also, as I've seen it, say 38 percent of people are not interested in getting it, whether they're anti-vaxxers or maybe they have religious right. beliefs or whatever the case may be. They oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. But I'm also but wondering I'm... how many businesses are going to say something to the effect of you have to be vaccinated or you cannot have a job here. Right. I'm sure that's going to somewhere. Happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure absolutely. Or whatever. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business. It could be. But, anything. but, but here's the deal, though, Sherm. I want to also say that I'm just not pro vaccination to the point where you, you just get vaccinated without getting educated. Exactly. Yeah, you need you know, the I education. Sh- Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do think you still need to do your due mm-hmm. diligence, right? And I do think you have an opportunity to say what you want to do with your body, you know? Um, you know, if that's what you want to do, but 
you can't go to school without getting all your shots. <laughs> you that is true. Right? You're absolutely right. So, yeah. so they they're gonna make that mandatory. Or you ain't you're not going to where people you know congregate on a common basis. Right, right. You know all the time. Right. It's gonna yeah. happen. So we might see a lot more homeschooling yeah. because of that. Oh man, we're gonna see a lot of stuff yeah, going on. Yeah. Right. And we're gonna see people upset and people who just gonna. You know, we we like to call them resistors, but they got a right to do whatever. In this country, you do. You have Um, that because you you fought for it. Mm -hmm. Right. I did. And I'm going to get vaccinated, Sherm. I'm just going to be on record to Mm -hmm. let you know. Because for eight years, I didn't know what the government was putting in me when I was going overseas, getting all these shots, (laughs) standing in line. I couldn't question it. So I had no choice, Sherm. Yep. None. When I was in Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Somalia. All these mm-hmm. places, we go get we go get a shot, and, and nobody told me what the shot was. They say get in line, yeah. Harris. Harris, yep. get in line. Last four, boom, boom, boom. It's mm-hmm. over with. What what did, what did we just get? Yeah, don't, don't worry oh, about it. Just get back out there. Don't worry yeah. about it. Get back out there. And you know, I have friends who suffer from you know Persian Gulf War syndrome and yep. everything. I'm just glad that my body took it, but I still don't know what's going on, man. I I, I have to get tested every every um, year for asbestos because I was exposed to asbestos in Kuwait, standing in an old abandoned schoolhouse, yeah. you know, uh, taking care of this, 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 um, this country, mm-hmm. you know, so it's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. Oh yeah. Well, we have a lot to consider, uh, as the next month, six months, 12 months come up and, uh, most of the decisions are going to be, have to be made by you. So I will wait, I will you know wait what? on your and, lead. And, Listen, being carriage, man, because all of my decision making starts with me hitting my knees. Hmm. So hopefully that give you a that, little. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you've got tremendous face. Yeah, so that that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And then I move from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. All right. So, well, hey, as I say, we have a lot to consider. Hey, I want to close today with our artist of the day. Are you ready? You want to do that? Okay. I'm not going to tell you who they are. But I definitely, ha- I definitely okay. have a song, and uh, they were a pretty big deal. And I'm sure you're going to know who they are because this is right, pretty big. This deal. is right in your wheelhouse. All right, so <clears throat> oh, you always say everything in my wheelhouse. And I, I never no, get I've it, got man. stop setting. I me got up you like teed this. up right now. This is a group that was formed oh. in 1982, Brooklyn, yeah, 82. Brooklyn, New York based. Consisted of a vocalist, a main lyricist, uh, and a turntable. Now, if I tell you their names, you're probably going to get it. The first one. The vocalist and main lyricist, Jalil Hutchins. Does that ring a bell? No. What's the, I know that's not what they no, went No, no, no. Hang on. Okay. The co-vocalist was John Fletcher, a.k.a. John. Ecstasy. He wore a Zorro-style hat as his trademark. Now, the last of the three you're probably going to get. The turntable artist was DJ Drew Carter, a.k.a. Grandmaster D., Okay, Grandmaster D. Everybody was a Grandmaster. Yeah, that's true. Coming out of the fertile New York rap scene of the 80s, they were one of the first rap groups to add R&B twist to their music, thus laying the foundation for a new genre of New Jack Swing. The group made its name with good-humored songs. Here we go. Such as Magic Wand, which was the first rap song accompanied by a video. The Haunted House of Rock, and these two were their biggest hits, Friends and Five Minutes of Funk. Man, 
Absolutely. The party didn't start till I walked in, and I probably won't leave until the thing ends. In the meantime and in between time, if you work your way, then I'll work work mine. We came here together so we could have fun. Me and you, baby, going one-on-one, then this is the last chance for me to get off, so you either get lost or you ought to get lost. Uh, I'm just about ready to do my thing because I'm a stone-cold Westcliff rap machine. I'm going to give you what I got, and baby, that's plenty. It never has one man rock so many. Going to make you work and make you sweat just to see how funky you can get. And when I'm on the mic, I do serve long, and I go by the name of the Rapper Sherm Dog. That is whom do you... I kind of improvise a little bit there with Westcliff and and Sherm Dog. Hey, I know. He going to whip your tail when he see you, though. (laughs) (laughs) He said, don't be messing up my lips. Yeah, I know. They've got... They, nah, man, Houdini, man. Hey, I can remember buying that tape back in the day. It wasn't no CDs the back The tape then. and and also 8-track back in the 80s, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, that's how, that's how far. Now, they had a series of really cool uh, albums, Back in Black in particular, where, yep, where yeah. they, you know, we did records. And uh, that one, uh, with the with Friends and Five Minutes of Funk, uh, hit number four. That was their, their peak of all their songs. Man, I used to have some turntables, uh, Sherman. I used to um, play them all the time just you know, mess around hmm. just as free time, just to relax me. Music really relaxed me. Did, um, now I'm trying to learn how to play. Did you piano. used to scratch? I did. I'm gonna have. You know what? When we, when we the next uh, the next event we have on campus, like a pep rally or something, I got to get you the headphones. Right. You know what, man? Here's the deal, man. I started to buy some more turntables and then some records because you know, in this pandemic, you're at home. You just need to escape. You know. And music just allows me mm. to escape. So just messing around with that, I could which get is, lost. Which is, and I lose a couple. That hours is coincidental because easily. their 1985 album Escape, 84 album Escape, was their biggest. As a matter of fact, that's the one that had Friends, Five Minutes of Funk, and and the Freaks Come Out at Night. You remember that song? Oh man, I, yeah. Who don't of course, know? Houdini was huge. I used to love them. I had a roommate, Chuck Johnson, our center fielder, who used to listen to them religiously, and so he got me hooked on them. So. Used to I used to love hey. Houdini when I was in college. I listened to Houdini. Hey Houdini, you can't. I mean, you had to have the brim. Remember the brim? Oh yeah, had? yeah, the Zorro style hat, that big hat with the man, big brim. Yeah, man. they had some serious style. And you know what? They did it the right way. They were one of the early groups, you know. And uh, everything changed, of course, when we got into the '90s, and we kind of bumped back and forth. We'll have something a little different for them on the next. Can, one. can you give me something in the '90s? <laughs> can you give me something? Well, you know in what? You 90s? can talk about. Uh, East Coast versus West Coast, you know, Suge Knight and Snoop Dogg I mean, and Tupac and I don't care nothing about that. I mean, but there's something in the yeah, early but that was 90s. All, give me that was all nineties. You know, that, that give me give me well then give me eighty eight to like ninety two. How about that? Uh, okay. oh you know what? Well I got the perfect guy. I got the perfect guy whose whose name uh used to be Stanley Burrell, but you know him better by a different name. Do you know who that is? No, who's Stanley who, Burrell, who's, you don't know that? He also was a bat boy. For the Oakland A's, because he hails from Oakland. So you talking about uh, too legit, too legit? Yep. I, hey, yeah, hey. that's it. I'm talking about MC Hammer. MC uh-huh. Hammer. Yep. So okay. we'll do. We can do him uh, next, man. and he comes. He comes directly from that era. All, All right. right. Hey, I'm mad at <laughs> okay. you, sir. All right. There's so much. There's so much great stuff to talk about. I love it. Um, what is all this? I'm getting a lot of messages. It's probably a good time that we should uh, we should knock off today. I'm getting a lot of emails and and uh, G chats and texts. I'm going to have to go to work, and I got a recruiting call coming up in a little bit. So, hey, you better go to work. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I know. I got somebody got to go fill work. it up. Somebody got to fill go it up work. on my timesheet. Well, hey, another great one today. I really had a lot of fun. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to go back and forth with you on our podcast. Hey, it's all about you. Never. About I don't me. know. It's about us. You know what? We over it's me. It's about baby. West Cliff building greatness. Yep, Let's go. Building greatness. All right. The warrior right. way. Hey, have a great holiday too. We'll talk to you real soon. Hey, no all doubt. Right. Thanks so much. Later. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. And please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics. And we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. Betty on Cape Town too. Whole gang eating steakhouse food. Get the check, I ain't checking what it came out to. I tell promoters I don't talk about the money, you know who they hand the envelope to. Big John got the cash and he been the go-to. Heard the beat, told Nicky put it in the Pro Tools. Got a fountain on the chain and it's indigo blue. Might fuck around and get a gold tooth. I'm a restaurant boy, never been a Whole Foods. You gon' listen to the song, say this shit the whole move. I'm in the mountains out west on the tour bus texting a chick I used to mess with. Got her in the bed doing video shoots. Tried to send one to me, but it didn't go through. Damn. She gon' let me hit it any day now. Ooh.